Welcome to episode 96 of Monday State of Mind. My name is Michael Mazel, and I'm the Director of Alumni and Recovery Support Services for the Harmony Foundation. We are wrapping up February, ladies and gents, with this amazing theme. And I am so grateful that I chose to put this theme, Dating and Sobriety, in the beginning of 2022 so you guys can pump yourselves up to get out there and to take care of you, to date, to just do all the things. And it is my hope that if you've already listened to Aaliyah and Sam, I hope that you guys can take away some incredible knowledge and information from them and take away some amazing knowledge from my incredible guests that I have today. It's a really cool thing to be able to get people on Monday State of Mind to talk about these topics that can be vulnerable and they can be scary. And we get really self-conscious sometimes dating and sobriety. Like who wants to come on and hang out with me and talk about it? These people do. So please take these next few minutes to get super present with me and my guest and get so excited about what she has to bring to the table in regards to dating and sobriety and what it can do for our state of mind when we choose to look at it as not something that's super scary, but honestly, kind of like an adventure. First of all, let me cue this guest. She is wicked. She is an amazing human being. And if you want to hang out with this chick, you better know how to bike and you better know how to ski because if you don't take a number, besides the fact she's an incredible athlete, she's an amazing person in recovery. And I'm so grateful that she said yes to being on the podcast. So who do I have the pleasure of having on Monday State of Mind? What introduction. It's Madison here. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, guys, Madison is in the house. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Wow. What the intro. I need that every day. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) So Madison, you guys, we're just going to dive in. I asked you to come on Monday State of Mind to talk about dating and sobriety, right? That's something, as I'm sure you're going to tell the world, that can sometimes be super scary when a lot of us get sober. It's something that I know for me that I shared on the intro episode that I was like, my life is over. I'm never going to date again. How can I possibly date without drinking? How can I possibly date without that liquid courage? What does life look like? dating and how can it be fun? Because I didn't know that it could be fun. What were some of your immediate thoughts about dating and sobriety and all the things? Well, okay. At first, when you asked, I was like, oh God, did she come to the right person? I have a little too much experience here. No, that's not true. I just have a lot of experience with dating and sobriety. And (laughs) I was like, okay, but now I need to get really spiritual. I'm going to have to talk with Michael and be like, oh, well, I always show up as this person of like principles and I've just had the easiest, best time ever. This whole different thing, like I was going to tailor it. And then I was like, when have I tailored anything in sobriety? No. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. And so Madison, take us back. There is this fear that so many of us have 
when we get sober about how do we go about dating? Because so much of people's lives pre-sobriety revolved around dating with that martini, that margarita, like you name it, ease the nerves, soothe the mind. What was it about being able to be okay with eliminating that with being like, Hey, I can still date and have fun without substances. What did that look like for you? That transition? Yeah. So pre-sobriety, I guess, similar to most people I was dating. Well, I dated a drug dealer right before I got sober. So maybe not like most people, but, (laughs) (laughs) but I guess what that looked like was getting sober. I was following the suggestions until I worked a fifth step. And then I was like, Hey, maybe I should date someone. And at that point, my mind was, I need to date someone that's sober. I can't date somebody that's not sober was where my mindset went. And dating and sobriety is like a very, it's its own beast, right? So now I'm showing up in this way and all of my character defects are on a neon sign. They're on billboards. (laughs) They are everywhere I look. And then I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. You know, now I see all of their character defects too. It can be daunting. It can be whatever. But I think I had a really great experience in dating and sobriety first off the rip. And I had really supportive women who were like, hey, this is what happens. And this is to teach you to focus on you. You're not here to work their program for them. You're not here to keep an inventory of them. Focus on you and show up for this other person. It was very evident to me from the get-go that either I give my all to sobriety or I'm going to die. I know people say that, but to me, it was very much my bitter end is the next drink for me. That's goodbye. I had to get really comfortable with myself and like working those steps. I think completing all 12 steps, going through them gave me this new awareness and confidence and it made me understand who I am and how I want someone else to show up for me and then how I will show up for them. So that allowed me to be like, oh, I can go into a social situation and be okay. I can show up where someone else might be drinking and I'm going to be all right. I am showing up as my most full, pure self and I love her. So That's what I think really got me okay with, oh, I won't have this social lubricant. Well, now I show up in a way where like, I don't need that. And it's amazing. And other people are amazed by it. And they comment on it because they're like, what is that? And I'm like, I I don't know. I, I like this. I like who, who I meet in the mirror every morning. Madison, you just dropped gold that Aaliyah and (laughs) Sam, that Aaliyah and Sam for February dropped. And what I love that you said is that you had to do the work on you and you had to go through like your program of recovery, which is AA. You had to go through the 12 steps. Same with Aaliyah, same with Sam. If you are listening to Monday State of Mind, there is a trend here and there is a trend for a reason. I love that you said that. You were like, I had to work on myself so that I could gain confidence and love myself and love who I was looking at in the mirror. And I think that that's so true because then when you have that confidence, 
you can go out and it doesn't matter what people think about me because I know what I think about me. Is that kind of how you started to feel? Absolutely. And the thing is, is it's ebbed and flowed over the years. That confidence comes and goes and it's kind of dependent on, am I working my program? Am I connected to a power greater than myself? Am I doing the deal? Right. And I think it's important to note that that wanes, that there is an ebb and flow in it, but that at the end of the day, I get to explore myself more by doing the work. Someone mentioned to me in a job interview, right? They were like, okay, well, why are you so concerned about what these people think of you? Aren't you interviewing them too? Do you want to work there? And I took that and I applied it to dating. I'm not saying I don't want to date and it's a job interview. Like I absolutely don't want that. Right. (laughs) But it's not like, oh, are they going to like my outfit? Well, do I like my outfit? Are they confident? Are they sure of themselves? Do they enjoy being alone? Are they okay with those moments of silence? Because I know I am. And Uh so I think it's now formed into this thing of, I need a matched energy or a matched effort. And it's no longer coming from a place of insecurity or fear. Yeah. Oh my God. I love how you said it's not always about what they think you guys. And that's the thing with us addicts and alcoholics. And I know I can speak for everybody else too. We think about ourselves all the time and we need to understand that not everybody else is thinking about us all the time and it's okay to get out of self. And it's so funny. I love that you said that it's okay. Be consumed with what we like, but it doesn't matter what they like. What matters is how do we feel? And so since you've been able to do that, Madison, and you started dating, right? Like you started to go on dates. I do want to ask you, a lot of people are like, do I tell people that I'm an alcoholic? Do I tell them I'm in recovery? Do I tell them I don't drink? What has been your perspective in your walk through dating with being in recovery, do you disclose it so that you can stand in your power of who you are? Do you not say anything because it's more comfortable for you? I'd love to hear your experience with that. Yeah. Okay. This is a hot topic. (laughs) (laughs) Whoa, do I have experiences? So this has changed for me again over the years. At first I was like, I have to be super transparent and upfront about it. So I was like, I don't drink. I'm in recovery. I wanted someone to know that. And then it changed and it became, I don't drink. And today, I think it really depends. I've done all of it. I've not told people, like I've told people that, or I have showed up and they don't know that I don't drink. And I actually have a horror story from that where a guy was like, we went to get tacos we sat down and it's a Tuesday, taco Tuesday. Okay. And he goes, why aren't you going to get a drink? And I was like, I just ordered a water with some tacos. And he was like, you're not going to order a beer. And I was like, no, I'm not going to order a beer. Drop it. And he ended up being like, oh, so do you not drink? And like started to raise his voice at me. And I was like, I don't drink. And he was like, oh, are you an Alcoholics Anonymous? And I was like, yeah, I am. And he was like, didn't you think it would be appropriate to disclose that to me before we met? And I got up and I left. And I was like, I don't know what this is, but it ain't it. So it's my choice whether or not I want to break my anonymity. But I do tell people I don't drink. 
up front. There's such a big drinking culture, especially in Denver around dating. And I know that's the case with most cities, but for me today, it depends too where I'm meeting this person, right? And did I meet them on a dating app? Um, where my profile literally says I don't drink and they just don't read it? Or am I, <laughs> did I meet them through a friend or something? I always let people know I don't drink. And then if I feel they're respectful of me, I'll be like, yeah, I work a program of Alcoholics Anonymous. And I'm like very proud of that. Yeah. I love that. Long-winded you, answer. Sorry about it. <laughs> no, don't be sorry. You guys like, and, and I think for you to be able to say that it depends on the situation for you, it can ebb and flow. I think that that's being human, Madison. And so many people need to hear that they don't need to wear it on their sleeves right away. Or sometimes they do. And it's really just dependent on where people are at in their journey. And I love that you said that. One of the last things I want to talk about too, which is super important is how to date. So many of us think dating has to be at night, at happy hour, at a bar, at a bowling alley, freaking mini golf, all those things. Dating can be during the day too. There are so many different ways to go on a date and it doesn't have to revolve around food and drinks. And so I would love to hear what do dates look like for you? And were you able to be able to rewrite the story for how you choose to go on dates and where you go on dates? I want to start with, I struggled with this for a while and people would say, Hey, do you want to go get a drink? And I'd be like, Oh, I don't drink, but I don't mind if we go here. And I had to like, really look at that. Okay. is part of me pretending that I can be like someone else that doesn't have a drinking problem. Am I living vicariously through them by attending this happy hour where there's only alcohol? So we've learned the hard way. And I would say now I suggest, hey, do you want to get food? Food seems to be pretty intense in the commitment category. Okay. So <laughs> I just want to preface it there that most people are like, hey, can we go get a drink? Because it's quick, easy, whatever. And I'm like, well, I mean, we could go get coffee. I've been on different dates, I guess now. I also like to vet somebody before I spend a lot of time because I like to do outdoorsy things. I don't necessarily want to go meet somebody on a mountain bike ride for eight miles that's going to take two hours or whatever it is in the woods alone. That might not be safety wise the most brilliant decision, but now I do a quick, hey, let's meet up, grab like something to eat. And then dates from there, do you want to go on a hike or a bike ride or uh, skiing or, or whatever? There's some vetting process there. I love it. And I think that that's important too. I love like there's strategy when we're trying to figure things out. And so since you've been dating in sobriety, what keeps you intrigued to be able to continue to date, to grow through uncomfortable times when you're like, okay, I'm just going to give up. This sucks. Or, oh, you know what? It's okay. What does your story look like, Madison, as far as just staying excited about it for your state of mind, even when it comes to putting yourself out there with your confidence? This just came up. I was talking with a girlfriend who's sober. So I got sober in Asheville, North Carolina, and I have a girlfriend back there who were the same age and she's also single and sober. And she was like, I'm exhausted and I'm done. And again, back to the ebb and flow, I too have reached that point. 
I've been on lots of dates and then I've been on no dates because I'm exhausted and dating exhaustion is real. I'm at a point right now where I noticed that the people that I was attracted to or attracting on the apps that I might be the only big book that they see and I'll save them a seat. (laughs) So that made me look at things a little bit more. And at this point, I am remaining open to dating and putting myself out there. I'm not sitting on my couch being like, why don't I meet anybody because I've done that before too. But today it looks like the apps, I was on them and I'm nothing against them. I think they're great. They weren't making me feel good. I wasn't looking for validation. I was looking to meet people that were genuinely intrigued to meet me as well. And I'm not saying that those people don't exist. It just wasn't what was happening for me. So I had to take a little break from that. And I am being what I want in a partner. And I'm like showing that to the world. And I'm showing up for others and putting myself out there in a different way. I feel like I will meet someone when the time is right. That doesn't mean that there's only one person out there, right? I very much believe that nothing happens by coincidence. And if I keep doing the next right thing and showing up for my life and others, that someone else that's doing the same is going to walk in yeah. and our paths will cross. <laughs> I hope you guys listen to this. This is great. Madison, you talk about this so easily and with confidence and also with grace too, about just your journey. Since you have been sober and you've been sober, you got some time. What have you seen since you chose to do the work on you and then you choose to embody a really great confidence when it comes to showing up to dating? What has that done for you with your state of mind for dating as it looks now in sobriety, as opposed to what your mindset was pre-sobriety and how is it working well for you today, as opposed to not super happy fun times before? Great question. I showed up for my life before in a very like fearful false sense of grandiosity and ego way. So I showed up with false confidence. I was so cocky and so insecure at the same time. And it makes me sad to think that's how I was, but I'm also so grateful to be able to measure who I am today from there. Mindset wise, I've noticed that when I'm confident in who I am and I'm leaning into the program. And I'm, again, showing up for others in my life that it hits all facets of my life. I see it show up in dating, in friendships, in work, in just everything. And I'm so grateful for that. The last thing I want to ask you, what would be the thing that you would tell the listener that's listening to this? And they're just like, I don't even know where to start with dating and sobriety or will people love me? Will people accept me for who I am in recovery? Like what is that one or two things you would want to say to that person? Oh man, one or two things. That's tough because I have so much more to say to that person. First off, I think there's this conception that we come in with. Well, at least that's pretty common of being like, I'm not lovable. And I challenge that with what if you are? What's that look like? 
what if you are enough? What does that look like for you in your life? I think too, it's easy to get overwhelmed, whether you're an alcoholic addict or not, with the opportunities that are presented in dating or any relationship. So I think to know that you're not alone in that experience and to have fun with it, because I am so proud of the woman I am today. I can say very confidently, I am a woman of integrity and I bring so much to the table. And I hope for the person that's starting on their journey that they can say that too. And if they don't fully believe it yet, to keep saying it because it'll come true and to lean into doing the work. Okay. I know it's been like 40 things, but I also have one other thing and that's like, say it. okay, I will say birds of feather fly together. Right. So I also surround myself with people that are doing the deal and who are confident because in those moments that I'm not, I can lean on them and they will have the experience, or I might not know how to handle a situation in dating, but I have these amazing people around me who I really admire and respect, and they do. And so I would just say, look at the company you keep. I'm so proud of the people that I keep around me. And if you want me to be on your team, I will gladly be on your team. There you have it, Madison, dropping it like it's hot. You are such a gift to so many humans that needed to hear what you had to say today on Monday, State of Mind. Thank you so much for being here. Don't worry, you guys. Madison will be back. And so, Madison, thank you so much for your honesty and you choosing to show up for everybody that needed you to show up today. Thanks for having me. <laughs> yeah. This is so amazing. This is how we do. We come on Monday State of Mind. We change lives. We make things happen to work for you and not against you. And that's a wrap. All right, you guys. I want to go ahead and end this episode by reminding you that if you or someone you know is struggling with addiction, please call the Harmony Foundation at 866-686-7867. Recovery is a journey and Harmony gives you the map. All right, you guys, we'll see you next week.